welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libation. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life, life Pairings. pairings. <laughs> <laughs> because life is hard. Don't pair with alcohol. Tiny cucumber sandwich, anyone? Orange pico or Darjeeling? Some jam and cream to pep up your midday slump? Join <laughs> us as today's life pairing is afternoon tea with blueberry tea. We're arguing over scones or scones and talking about what a bully Queen V turned out to be. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, it's been at least two episodes since we mentioned Queen Victoria. Oh, my God. I, there seems to be an obsession. And you know what? I don't <laughs> think I realized, like, your love for kings and queens until now. Yeah. Like, I knew you were all about dinosaurs. I know you like space. Yeah. But I just was like, <laughs> wait, this whole, like, uh, I didn't know about the royalty, Carla. This is, like, another part of you yeah. I'm getting to know. I know. I only like the old ones, and I don't like Queen Vic. Oh. And here, we'll tell you later Yeah, why. we'll tell you why. She's, <laughs> maybe she's a little sassy. What does afternoon tea mean to you, Brittany? Well, I mean, we're from, I'm from Canada, so right. typically it's more afternoon coffee for us. But, yeah. but you know what? Um. I think my grandmothers really enjoyed drinking tea. Like my, my grandmother yeah. gifted me uh, after she passed like this gorgeous tea set that I have. Aww. And I sort of just like long to serve tea in it. And I love to have, yeah. so my parents are a little older. They're in their sixties. Now they're retired. And given that it's been sort of COVID um, they've had mm -hmm. opportunities to come by and we've been having afternoon tea or afternoon cappuccinos and, you know, tea is not necessarily just tea. It's a little treat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what it means to me. You get to spend some time with family. I mean, it's more of a coffee thing for me than it is a tea thing. But I can I can cross-reference. <laughs> I can yeah. make it a tea thing. Also, just like a nice... Uh, I've gotten into the teas lately. I've gotten mm -hmm. into the David's tea. Yeah. I've gotten into the... I like that and I like green tea a bunch. Oh yeah. boy, do I like green tea. Well, that's good. It's very good for you, I think. All right. Yep, it is. So yeah, what does it mean to you? You you spent some time over in Britain where this is yes. this is truly an afternoon uh pastime. Yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time just casually like on a you know, afternoon having tea. Although generally, yeah, you do a tea round in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, but we didn't have like little cakes and all that stuff. But I have done, you know, I have gone to nice restaurants and stuff and had the afternoon tea with my mom before when she's visiting. And all that ends up happening really is that you have like this huge sugar spike and then you, the tea is like trying <laughs> to keep you awake during this time. It's also just like, it's all like, it's really supposed to be served with like a lot of treats. Yes. As we mentioned so. before, scones, cakes, scones, little tiny sandwiches. Scone. Yeah. And yeah, it's all of the things. It's like cute little sandwiches. I I did a little um uh perhaps you can tell me the difference between afternoon tea and high tea. Right. Um so I will go into it a little bit in the history, but the oh, afternoon okay. tea. Um afternoon tea is more for the higher ups and oh. the upper classes. And then high tea is just basically like means like later tea. So it's when you get home from work. It just means like you're just having, yeah, yeah. 
You know what's funny is I worked um, with a, a few British fellas mm-hmm. when back in my, uh, I used to build elevators for those of you that do not know. Yeah. Um, Carla knows because I talk about it constantly. <laughs> but uh, I worked with a lot of British people and they uh, they would even, like if we stopped by their house after, their wives would have like tea ready after work. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and yeah, like people would say, instead of saying dinner, they'd say like, oh, what's her tea? Right. So it's kind of, it, it's a sort of all-encompassing tea. I think the way to think of it is high tea is for the lower classes and low tea or afternoon tea is for the upper classes. Ooh, they did a little switcheroo there. I know. Just to keep you on your toes. Yeah. They're like, these dumb idiots, we'll call it high tea. They'll think they're fancy. <laughs> yeah. They can drink their boozy drinks and their <laughs> slump water. Yeah. So I looked into I looked into just tea, not specifically. Well, because tea, good for you. Okay. That's all kinds of good for you. Tea consumption, especially green tea, may not be the magic bullet, but it can be incorporated into an overall healthy diet. Drinking tea is actually really good for you. It's it's linked to lower risk of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all that kind of thing. This is from the the Harvard Health Publishing, Harvard Medical School. So they might know what they're talking about. Hey, yeah, they did some they did some tests and uh yeah, it remains unclear whether tea itself can be the cause of these benefits and if so how it works its magic. The studies attempt to rule out the possibility of tea drinkers simply living healthier lifestyles. Hmm. So if you're drinking tea, like you're just you're just kind of a healthier person apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense for you know, a lot of the people that I know that drink the sort of, you know, green tea and and herbal teas, definitely Definitely herbal teas. Yeah, uh, a little tea. more healthier lifestyle. I can't say the same for just normal British <laughs> <Yeah>. tea. <laughs> yeah, the, the teetotaler says they're uh, they're referred to. In... <laughs> no, tea teetotaler means you don't drink. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I wondered why it had such a negative condo- connotation to it. People were just like, yeah. come on, a bunch of teetotalers, and then I just like couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we can enter this into the uh, the segment. Oh, yeah. Brittany learns a new word. But yeah, so um, it, it, tea, I mean, there's so many different kinds of teas. Like, you know, anything herbal is going to be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Anything, you know, and then also it's linked to being social. Like if you're having tea, typically you're sitting with people. Certainly if you're having afternoon tea. You're yeah. either drinking with family or friends or coworkers or you're engaging and that's always good for your uh, psychological well-being and your mental health. So, yeah, overall, like, unless you're, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, the again, to quote from the Harvard, Harvard Medical uh, Study here, the only thing that really makes tea bad is by putting sugar or cream in it. Right. No one should put sugar in tea. Tea itself? <laughs> yeah, like. Sorry. No, no feelings about that. <laughs> uh but it's just like yeah i wouldn't put sugar in tea i can't yeah. imagine why you would but it's i don't even put sugar in my coffee no me neither i'm a cream gal and then i move on with my life i don't like to monkey around with a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> i do milk it and it that's it just a little milk hey then... just yeah just a little milk and just carry on with your life quit your complaining and your fussing and move on yeah, yeah. So yeah, the uh, if you're uh, if you're drinking tea, somehow it uh, connects you to a healthier lifestyle because you're you're already taking that like hey like uh, what would be you know maybe you're drinking ginger tea because you're sleepy and right yeah or your tummy hurts yeah it's good for you Carla I checked mm-hmm. okay cool 
We should really find one that's not good for us. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? I was thinking back, like, yeah, what's the last one I, like, pre-drinking wasn't good for you? Pre-drinking, probably, yeah. (laughs) And barbecues weren't really good for you. Because this is, like, anything, like, like, any sort of, like, major food event is, like, not Mm -hmm. particularly good for you. Because it's typically linked to a a lot lot of drinking and a lot of eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then pre-drinking is the precursor to drinking. So <laughs> yeah, it's I, that wasn't good for you. We haven't nope. had a lot. I no. We'll have to. We'll have to dive. We'll have to do some danger, danger pay things. Yeah. Like if you guys have actually, if hey the listeners, um, hit <laughs> us up on our Instagram, Life Pairings Podcast, and like DM us some bad ideas. Yeah. We'll do. Like them. don't. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, like, like they're gonna do... die. We're not heisting yeah, like, anything. Yeah, and don't say like hair doing heroin in an alley because we're not gonna. Okay, no. just like if you can think of like a funny, like not so good for you idea that maybe is enjoyable. Yeah, let us know. In the exactly. meantime, Carla's gonna drop some tea history on you, some afternoon tea Ooh. history. All right. So during the 18th century, there were two main meals: breakfast and dinner. The hobbits would have been very upset. <laughs> <laughs> what do the what do the hobbits eat? Well, they have like elevensies, you know, second breakfast, second lunch. Oh, that's right. So I they do wouldn't like, like hobbits. This. I know they knew how to eat. Um, and dinner was progressively moving later and later and later, especially for the upper classes, to seven or eight p.m. So you were basically not really eating from morning till later at night. Right. Like so, you had a big gap in between what would be considered lunch. And exactly. I mean, you had to go summer. hunting or whatever you do or, you know, you're stitch cross stitching. That's probably better. you had to go. <laughs> I love that those were the two examples you picked. You either have to go hunting or cross stitching. And that's your only options. Maybe you're allowed to read, but not a fiction novel, ladies. Yeah, not. Hey, keep it in your pants, ladies. Yeah. yeah. So they did introduce like a luncheon. But that was also generally a very light meal. So Anna Russell of Woburn Abbey in Bedfordshire, she would get hungry around four o'clock, which is fair, you know. Buddy, I get them four o'clock blues as well. That's when I get hungry and sleepy. It's like I need a quick little something to eat and then a little nap. Exactly. So she ordered for her and her guests some tea with a little bit of cakes or sandwiches. Oh, and that would kind of tide her over and then over to this later meal. And she started throwing these kind of afternoon teas for her friends. And that grew in popularity with the middle and upper classes. I mean, these are people that during this period, you really weren't supposed to be doing anything. Right. As a female, especially. Like, you're not working. Yeah. You're not cleaning things. You're sitting in the parlor doing nothing. So it sounds boring. You get hungry. <laughs> Like, that's boring. boring. I would. This is like throw me like a paragraph from a fiction novel, or <laughs> maybe somebody can trot by the salon and flashes a wiener at us. Yep, you I know mean, something. It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> um, and like I said, this is different from high tea, which I, I'm still not sure about this. I'm sure everyone is going to yell at me, but I think it is basically North American dinner is high tea. Um, because afternoon tea was for the wealthy who had time to take a mid-afternoon break. I mean, if you're like out in the fields or in a factory, they're not going to be like at four o'clock. Ooh, let me bring you some cakes. 
that's not going to happen. Right. So you you have to wait until after you've finished work to go eat. So that's why then. And they generally would have warmer, heartier foods. So kind of pies, that kind of thing. So what we would more look at as, as a proper like dinner. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, so that's kind of where, that's where afternoon tea came from. But I have a little side scandal story for you. Okay, hit me up with the side scandal. All right. So this little uh, Duchess Anna Russell, she <laughs> was calling somebody a little Duchess in the um, <laughs> in the way you decided to say it sounds like yeah. such a slap in the face. This little <laughs> Duchess is a real, you know what? Well, she may be a little bit of a. She was uh, very good friends with Queen Victoria, and even at one point was her um, maid of the bedchamber. That's kind of bestie. Yes. Uh, and she was, this was actually on the TV show Victoria, if you, if anybody watches that. I think it's on PBS or something. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, it. oh, buddy, I'm oh. just jokes. When, and the unmarried lady, lady Flora Hastings complained of abdominal pains and swelling in her stomach. The physician originally diagnosed her as pregnant, but because she was unmarried, they were like, well, let's not tell anybody that because, well, it's bad. Right. So our little Duchess Anna, the creator of the afternoon tea, uh, didn't like Lady Flora. And so along with another friend, they spread the rumor about her being pregnant from an affair. Oh, the bitches. <laughs> That's a sass bitch thing to do. I know. We basically, we're, we still live in Victorian times. Yeah, basically no this is just like <laughs> what happens in every modern day office at yeah. the photocopier. You're like, I hear Sarah's baby isn't her husband's. And then Sarah's like, <laughs> it is my husband. She, they're like, well, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Um, and it got up to Queen Victoria, who also believed the rumor. I mean, she was quite young at this point. This was before she got married. And she thought it that the father might be her mother's favorite and maybe lover, John Conroy. Okay. So she had a bit of contentious relationship with her mother and especially with her mother's favorite. So this feels a little bit like she just wanted him to get into trouble. <laughs> he was a good scapegoat kind of, I guess. Right. Somebody just to toss it all on. But also she was like very young and they were just gossiping and rumor mongering. And that's what you do when you're a human being. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good gossip. I'm not going to say Yo, too bad. I want to pretend that I'm just like above a gossip. But if somebody's just like, if somebody in every scenario in my life, like if I walked on my door and there was like some little like, Psst, come over here. I want to tell you something. Like, I'd be like, oh, what's it about? <laughs> like, there's just something about a whisper and a, like a finger, like, come here motion that I'm just like, ooh, yes. who's this dirty little secret about? <laughs> exactly. And this was a pretty dirty little, well, rumor. Right. So Lady Flora was quite upset. She was obviously having all this pain. Her stomach's swelling, so she looks pregnant. So she finally consented to having a examination by the royal doctors. Basically, kind of almost like a, not public, but that was what the result was going to be. And they confirmed she wasn't pregnant, but bad news, she had advanced liver cancer. Oh my God. And she was going to die in a few months. Jesus. So Queen Vic feels a little bit better. Oh, what's that. up now, Queen V? I bet you eat your stinking words now. 
Yeah, um, she's feeling. She even went and go. She went to visit her before she died because she died just a few months later. Yo, know, the modern uh, version of this is when mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian had to go to the doctor to prove that her ass was real. <laughs> Remember she she got X rays yeah, to prove, right. prove, and then almost like death, she got married to Kanye. Yep, it's exactly the same situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've just we're living in we're living in a different uh, monarchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, after Lady Flora died, her family took the Queen and these friends to task for publicly insulting and disgracing the this Lady Flora. Wow. Um, and Victoria was said to feel very guilty about the whole situation. So I'm sure this came up over afternoon tea. I'm sure that the. the- <laughs> this is does this where spilling the tea comes from oh maybe i don't know yeah that's i feel like the um i feel like the gay community gave us spilling the tea that was a gift from the gay community they were like i heard it there first spilling (laughs) the tea is hot goss um and then it filtrated into uh the population and we've ruined it yeah because it was so <laughs> funny and sassy to say spilling the tea. Now everybody says it. I know. That and yes. Yes was good. Yes bitches. Yes bitches was good. And spilling the tea was great. And now it's been ruined. I mean that happens with every little. Yeah every little like fun thing. And then it's just like gets into. It trickles down to the. Remember Cowabunga. <laughs> yeah. Do I? Remember the Bartman? <laughs> Remember like. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just couldn't be a couple more 90s kids hey remember when it was yeah. okay to do the bart man yeah. uh, no one judged you I'll take you back 30 years yeah now uh why don't you bring us into the future or just you know to present times well this is fun and we are in the new world it's 2020 everything bad is happening <laughs> uh covid is among us but good thing is is that people think that tea can cure COVID. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, CNN originally reported that uh, the doctor who had, like, the hero doctor that um, had come forward in China. Yeah. The one The whistleblower. May have been killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was definitely killed. Hey, you know (laughs) that doctor that got killed in China for telling everybody that corona is a thing? Um, They they said that he said that... uh, uh, one way to get rid of the virus was by serving people uh, tea three times a day because of the, like, all the antioxidants and tea and all the different chemicals that are in certain teas and stuff. But none of that was true. And it it, it right. was just, like, some, like, fake report. It had been, uh, and then obviously CNN reported on it saying, get, here's a thing everyone should know. Uh, and then it was CNN. <laughs> They should know better. Yeah. And then it, it went through uh, WhatsApp. Then it like carried through uh, Reddit and WhatsApp and all kinds of stuff. People were talking about uh, how tea can potentially cure uh, the virus. And then CNN uh, finally retracted the statement saying it was untrue. And then everybody was just yeah. like, yeah, hey, guess what? We know. <laughs> we you know, there's a little thing called uh, investigative reporting, and uh, I feel like at this time, maybe just double check your sources. Yeah, just 
Don't you have to double confirm things? I thought you did. I, well, not in twenty four hour news cycle. What yeah, am I what are you talking? The, the, I mean, <laughs> I mean the newsroom. Uh, like Jeff Daniels, the yeah. new uh, so good. Um, that's like one of my favorite shows it. too. Um, was also if you haven't seen it, it has uh the guy from Hopper from Stranger Things. He's in it. So. That's right. He. I can't believe I didn't remember that. So, oh my god! And I love how I called it Jeff Daniels, <laughs> the newsroom instead of Aaron Sorkin's <laughs> newsroom. The newsroom. It is Jeff Daniels' newsroom. I it's I so like correct. there's so many Sorkinisms in there though. <laughs> it's like it's just like the mm-hmm. old walk and talk, the <laughs> the never ending dialogue. But it isn't it isn't as um, naive, I guess. Like I just finished watching West right. Wing, and I feel West Wing is very naive, and Newsroom isn't as naive. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that I'm a West Wing specialist for sure. I mean, I've I've seen, right. I have not seen uh, the all episodes consecutively, but I I will say that like the Newsroom is a nice look at what maybe the reality of the news is, and it, it's very much about mm-hmm. him. Not unwilling to compromise and unwilling to not to 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 tell lies and and that kind of thing and then yeah. taking an uncre- incredible amount of flack for it. So I think I think mm-hmm. now more than ever, um, people don't tell the truth and we don't know which way is up and down. Yep. So somebody just reported they were like, "Hey, tea cures COVID," and the next day the president of the United States was like, "Hey, try have you tried drinking bleach or swallowing Lysol wipes?" <laughs> And then everyone's just like, what in the good hell is going on? But so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that that's my news story for this week is that T, uh, for a moment, for the purest moment in all of this, uh, we all thought T could cure uh, COVID-19. And I'm here to report, uh, Carla Richards, that it does not. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We've had a, you've done a good I've done an, I've reporting. done some, well, I've been drinking it <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> i've not got the virus yet well you don't have yeah, COVID, so, hey. so i don't know i'm here to tell know. you it was true no guys that's that's anecdotal evidence that is not scientific <laughs> evidence Please oh that's right that's right figure that out that's, shoot, <laughs> that's right i forgot yeah oh so, yeah that's yeah. the uh uh that was my futuristic uh tea story okay so you've got us drinking <laughs> you I'm yeah i was gonna say i'm like I'm, un- I'm uncertain why the fingers pointed at me in this particular conversation <laughs> we're having blueberry tea as our alcohol today it is not a herbal blueberry tea it actually has no blueberry in it i have not tasted it yet. oh you have not I had it yet am... oh. no i am skeptical so i'm gonna have it T- now. take a sip I, I i've already drank almost my whole tea oh it does taste like blueberry i know <laughs> and also so weird it totally does and it's also just like all mostly orange liqueurs yeah yeah so it's odd that yeah so the blueberry tea it is a tea that is not a tea it's sort of a tea how you make it Mm -hmm. is you take like a brandy snifter like a glass that curls kind of in at the top that's what you're looking for a round sort of bulbous glass well, I'm drinking it out of my Harry Potter Marauder's Map coffee mug. So. I'm drinking it out of a Kahlua glass mug. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what? You guessed it. I don't have a brandy snifter. No. And... That's why you can give us some money and we'll buy proper drink yeah. attire. Although I like my Marauder Map. I think it's going okay. Actually, you know what? This Kahlua mug is, I mean, it was meant for coffees and teas. 
So uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, yeah. it's not like it tastes like anything less like blueberry. I'm right. not like, oh, I wish, th- I wish this didn't taste so much like plums because of my unrounded <laughs> top of the mug. This is how you make it with orange pico tea. A cup of orange pico tea. Yay. All right. Uh, freshly brewed. So what you want to do is brew your tea, right. let it steep for a little while, keep it separate for a hot minute. And then you take your brandy snifter and you can warm it up with just warm water. That's all you're doing. You just want to keep it warm so that you don't pour hot tea into a cold glass is essentially what it is. And then it might break. So Yeah, it's going to break. So just warm it up, keep it warm. And then when you're ready, when your tea is steeped, then you're going to want to uh, pour the tea into the brandy snifter. And then you add three quarter ounce of Grand Marnier orange liqueur, which right. I found out today very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably our most expensive drink that we've Yo, done so far. Buddy, I mean, it's going to be nice to have when people are like, you want to make a blueberry tea? And people are like, yeah. can you? And I'll be like, can I? <laughs> I don't know what else to do with Grand Marnier. Yeah. Um, so you use uh, Grand Marnier, three quarter ounces, and then you use uh, three quarter ounces of amaretto liqueur. Right. Also expensive. Also <laughs> pretty not ex- not cheap. Yeah. And then you and then you pour in you you've already got your one cup orange pico tea freshly brewed in there. You mix it all together and then you garnish it with an orange uh an orange wheel. Oh, I didn't do that because I don't think I have any yeah. oranges. Hey, I didn't either. I almost put a lemon in there and then I was like <laughs> And then I read further into it. It was just like, hey, don't bugger with this recipe or else it <laughs> won't taste like blueberry tea. Yeah. Yeah. I was very uh, considerate when I was doing my pouring because I knew that this was some kind of weird chemical mix that makes this taste that doesn't make any sense to anybody. Well, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like liqueurs that can be blended that all of a sudden they're, you're just like, whoa, this does taste like a melon ball fire. And like, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, I say this is the most expensive drink we've had. Uh, Long Island iced teas. They're kind of the similar thing, right? It's a bunch of stuff being put in together oh. that tastes like iced tea, even though it doesn't have any of that in it. That's a perfect That's a perfect example. The Long Island iced tea is like, there's no iced tea in there. It's all bar clears. There's no way that should taste like iced tea, and it does. And there's no reason this should taste like blueberries. No, it's good. I... Uh, I think I was a little skeptical because of the kombucha situation. Uh, <laughs> a little scared of that. And then also it's 32 degrees uh, outside today. But I was talking to a friend of the podcast and uh, our resident uh, science person, Chantel, who, because she's, <laughs> yeah. she's a teacher. I love that we're just calling our <laughs> lifetime friends friend of the podcast. Yeah. And she made the point that when you're when it's hot, you should drink hot fluids because surface temperature or skin, te- I don't know, something about that sciency, it makes it you feel cooler. I do not feel any cooler than I did before I started, but it's a nice drink. Well, you know what they say that about having a hot shower? They like if it's really hot outside, don't go have a cold shower. Mm. Go have a hot shower because you get out of there and um, you you won't be as hot. But if you had a cold shower, you'll get out and you'll be like, you know, your temperature is just like, holy crap, it's hot in here. Right. Yeah. But because also it's COVID, like now that it's hot and we're drinking hot liquids, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm dying. I have a fever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you'd throw a little bit of ice in here and uh, I don't think it would go badly. 
Yeah, I, I don't think so either, man. It's it's really nice. It's kind mm. of like, and I feel like it's like kind of a grandma drink. Like it's kind of like the hot. It's a cousin of, to the hot toddy. Yeah, I don't think it tastes. It doesn't really taste like alcohol. No, like, I actually I the the first time I had a blueberry tea, I was camping, right. and um, one of the gals like brought all the stuff, and she was like, "Do you want to join us up at the trailer for a bl- like a cheeky a cheeky blueberry tea?" Yeah, and I was like, I think I was like sixteen, so I was just like, "No." <laughs> like I don't understand why people keep inviting me for tea. I've been yeah. drinking for hours. Yeah. And it's uh yeah, then they they're like it's all booze. It's booze yeah. and tea. And then I just was like in my head I'm like this is so disgusting. <laughs> and then I went and drank it. I was like, "Oh, well that's delicious." Yeah. This is like this is an interesting idea though to put I've never heard of putting alcohol in tea. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of, although I will say this, when you go to David's Tea now, yeah, there's a cocktail section. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that's like a newfound so, hipster thing. So I don't... Yeah, it's like a new fancy yeah. thing. This is like a forever ago thing. Like people, I'm actually just uh, doing some late research to find out the history on oh, this okay. drink as we are speaking. I can't really find anything much about it. Yeah, I'd never heard about it until you, I literally thought you were like, we're going to have blueberry tea. And I'm like, oh, we're doing more non-alcohol things. Okay, fun. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Kombucha forever. I get it. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, the blueberry tea. I, don't, I, don't, I can't quite find the history on it. Uh, is that lazy of me? <laughs> let's, just, but, let's just assume you created it yourself. I created blueberry tea. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know that it's something just like the old gals used to drink. Right. And it's like kind of a it's kind of like it's a bit of a cheeky thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we're gonna go over to 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 Flo and Bev's and have a have a blueberry tea. Maybe that's something they said to their That's perfect. Fellas. It's kind of yeah, like because no one's gonna, you know, think they're going off to drink. And it doesn't yeah, I like, mean like I'm smelling it. I mean I don't know what amaretto or Grand Marnier smells like, but I'm not smelling I'm smelling herbal well, tea. Well, Grand Marnier is an orange liqueur. is a French orange liqueur. Right. And Amaretto is Amaretto by Morning, a George Strait song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think Amaretto is like kind of a vanilla-y, vanilla-y taste, oh, okay. actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very good. I would, I, first time. Two thumbs up. Give it two thumbs up. Very nice. Well, I um I will I'll say this as a, just a side story as well. The tea that I used, uh, in my coffee was mm-hmm. I used a in your tea in your tea. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, bumblebee tuna. I uh... <laughs> I've never heard that before. Bumblebee tuna. Yeah, it's from the that's from the uh the Ace Ventura uh tri- not trilogy. The Ace Ventura series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking up amaretto, by the way. Yeah. Amaretto is Italian for a little bitter. A oh. sweet Italian liqueur original originated in uh, Sorono, Italy. Yeah. It's served as a bed as served as a bedroom. Uh, amaretto can be drunk by itself or as an ingredient. Yeah. So it's just a little bit bitter. Yeah. Doesn't taste yeah. bitter. But I guess that goes Doesn't all the yeah, so the well the oh yeah, the so the tea that I used, uh I used an Earl Grey mm-hmm. and that's because that's all I had last minute. <laughs> and the only then the reason I had it last minute was because I tell a joke in my act uh about uh 
uh, tea bagging, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a lovely, uh, lovely. Go ask activity. your parents it about it, guys. Go, go. You know, even look- if you're like 35, go ask your parents what that means. Or wait till you get to work and look it up on your work computer. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, somebody very thoughtfully and hilariously uh, left a uh, a message on a box of tea bags and left it on my car after a show. That's cute. And so it was pretty funny. And I was just like, I kind of half thought it might be poison. And then I just was like, <laughs> I have a little faith. Yeah. So, yeah, my tea was uh, derived from a dirty joke, I tell. And then I put it in this dirty little drink. That's cute. I do like yes. the idea of this being a bit of a cheeky, a cheeky drink. I love it. It is a bit cheeky. Drink. It's kind of, it's very like, hey, we're, uh, we're just having a little sneaky fun over here. Yeah. But, <laughs> do you um, have any interesting tea facts? I do. So we're going to solve a couple of controversial things. We're going to fix the world today, Brittany. Please do. Please okay. tell me. Make it better. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it pronounced scone or scone? I would not dare to say scone because I think that um, with my Canadian accent that I would be looked upon as though I were <laughs> perhaps putting on a voice or something. Right, right. Okay, well, I asked my Scottish husband, so I have mm-hmm. a little recording. I'll cut it in normally, but I'm going to play it for you right now. Okay. Do you pronounce it scone or scone? It's scone. Can you tell me the <laughs> joke? Oh, okay. Uh, what's the fastest cake in the world? Scone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that, according to a Scotsman, is how you pronounce scone. Well, I <laughs> I sent you a map earlier today. I don't know if you... A picture... Um, yeah, there actually are some uh, professional linguistics who have created a map for di- not just Scone or Scotland, but how different communities in the UK say different <laughs> words. And so if you look at the map and we'll put it up on Instagram, yeah, you can see that the more north you go, the more that it's it's rhymes with gone. The south. Scone. Scone. Oh, scone. 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 Yeah, scone, scone north, scone south. It's all scone, yeah, up in the south, <laughs> and it's going to be a good time in yeah. the in the yeah. All in right, Canada, you know, just do what you do. Okay. Also, for tea, milk first or last? This was a um an argument uh me and my brother had uh the other day, and he said something that didn't make a lot of sense to me. He was like, "Oh, you mix it like a real Norwegian," because we're like part Norwegian. Yeah, and I just was like, I think he was just trying to be funny, but then I was just like, in my head, is this, yeah. What do they? I put the milk first because then when you pour the tea in or coffee, right, it mixes it up for you. Well, you are wrong. Oh, good grief! According to Yorkshire tea, if you're making it in a mug, like so, you put your just your tea bag in the cup. And then you put your water in. Okay. You need to wait. If you put the milk in first, you're not going to be able to see the preferred strength. Oh, you know what? You're right, though. So you might be throwing milk in there too early, too late. I don't. I actually think that you then can see it better. But anyways, that's, I'm not. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> using a teapot, still pour the tea first. Check that strength, and then, and then add, add, the add milk. your milk. Yeah. Okay. 
But The Guardian asked some of the readers to write in. And a couple of people gave some ideas. They said that the uh, milk first idea came from the fear of putting hot tea into fine china cups. Oh. So therefore, you put the milk in first to cool it down. Now, we just had a conversation about making this thing and putting it into a cup and making sure that you heat the cup up first before you put the hot thing in there. So Right, because you wouldn't, I mean, if, the, if, you're, if you're putting a cool liquid in, then you're cooling yeah. the cup and then you pour the hot tea in. I don't know. I'm I'm not a tea scientist. <laughs> no. <laughs> or a regular scientist for that matter. Yeah. And those are my interesting facts. We maybe solved all of the world's problems today with that. I think stuff. so. I mean, if if you have nothing left to fight over but scone or scone, then you've Yeah. <laughs> then you've been in quarantine too long. <laughs> come out it's fine wear a mask no one cares anymore yeah yeah um i think that's it for for our uh teetotaling friends and our <laughs> and our uh cheeky drinking friends as well mm-hmm. uh and guess what we do this uh we do this every week every thursday so if you liked it come back if you didn't give us another chance my god you're judgy um <laughs> And don't forget to please uh, like, subscribe, and share uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, hit us up on Instagram. We're at Life Pairings Podcast on Instagram. And if you have any uh, of your uh, any ideas, if you yeah, want to, what what's your cheeky drink? What do you have? What's your cheeky drink? Uh, send it to us on Instagram. Or if you have any ideas, uh, send them to us at Life Pairings Podcast at gmail dot com. You guys, we had so much fun, and we can't wait to uh, see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.